Week three of our WCC Weekly, where we take a look at an opposing opponent in the league outside of Gonzaga. And we started with LMU, went to Pacific this week. Today, we're going to cover the pilots of the University of Portland. Did a tremendous job in year one under Coach Shante Leggins after he left Eastern Washington to go to Portland. They were 19 and 15 on the season. That 19 wins was uh, the most they'd had in quite some time. They'd went seven and seven in league, uh, which when you look at how they were the last couple of years underneath Terry Porter, uh, that was a phenomenal accomplishment. I think they won one game the last two years in league under Terry Porter. So great progress in year one under Shante Leggins. Uh, I would expect them to make a uh, push for that mid to upper tier of the league based off of the returning players. They've got their top six returning scores from a season ago. They've got a couple newcomers that uh, have a little bit of potential. When you look at uh, a little bit of their background, where they're from, their size, their potential athletically to impact the game. So um, I think things are looking up. They're very positive in Portland right now. Uh, a couple things to that, they were good or they struggled at at times last season was they were really good defensively forcing their opponents to 42% from the field. They shot it a, a tad bit better than that. So that's always great. Um, but with that defensive presence they had and the fact that they wanted to play really physical, if you big Gonzaga fan, you probably remember the game in Spokane where it was a physical, physical game. Uh, Shante imploring their guys to really um, be, be as physical as possible with that, kind of philosophy that style you have a tendency to foul and portland fouled a lot last year matter of fact their opponents um shot made sorry their opponents made more free throws than the pilots shot a season ago um and you know a lot of times in year one when you think you have a deep roster and you want to give a lot of guys an opportunity to play one of the things that you're going to implore and kind of emphasize to your guys is defensively we got to be physical you've got plenty of fouls to give you might not play 28 29 minutes but if you play 16 17 you got to give us something in those and many times that results in more physical play so that's an area that they've got to clean up on they also got to get better at guarding the three-point line gave up uh, right around nine made threes to their opponents a season ago uh, i'm sure that will be um something that is addressed the best teams across the country defensively typically take away threes and, and take away baskets at the rim without fouling. So uh, that, that's a great formula for success on that end of the floor. But again, six returning players, um, their six, the top six scorers from a season ago are returning. And that's big. When you look at, you know, the biggest loss, I don't necessarily see one uh, because it seems as if everybody who had a hand in some wins a season ago was back. So we'll skip right over the biggest loss and just kind of touch on a couple of those key returning players. Um, and, and when you look at it, I think they've got a nice nucleus uh, on their perimeter with some versatility. They've got a, a calming presence at the point guard and Mike Meadows uh, scored it about 10 a game a season ago, but you know, he followed Shante from Eastern Washington to Portland understood the philosophy on both sides of the ball understood the culture uh, and was a big part of transferring that culture that Shante wanted. Um, and Shante can't doesn't say enough positive things about him when, when you get a chance to, to hear him in post game interviews or, or read articles or even talk to him. He's really high on Mike Meadows. Um, and then when you look at some of the other wings 
um, the versatility that they have. They've got guys that can slash. They've got guys that can uh, shoot it from the three. They've got guys that can put the ball in the deck and create for their own um, enough to keep you honest. Uh, I think when you look at um, where they needed help, and I think they got it, and we'll touch on that in a second, is on this interior with size. They had a, a freshman from Seattle, Eastside Catholic, um, Chica Nduko, uh, was undersized a season ago, um, but he gave him a heck of an effort. Uh, he's a returning player, averaged about seven and a half point six rebounds a game, um, undersized on that block. But when you stay with the perimeter guys, you're also looking at Chris Austin and Moses Wood uh, and Tyler Robertson. Tyler Robertson let him in scoring a season ago, shoots it from about 36% from the three-point line, can score in multiple ways. Put it on the block, put it, you throw it to him, he can create, he can slash. I thought he was good in transition when he got out ahead. Um, Moses Wood, really good shooter, 44% from the three-point line, average over two made threes per game. Uh, so you really like the potential there. Chris Austin, uh, around 14 points a game as well. Um, so I, I think their their perimeter versatility is really, really good. Um, when you talk about the potential newcomers that could have uh, an impact for them, uh, there, there's two guys that stand out right away to me. One is uh, sophomore 6'7", 205, Alden Applewhite. Um, Arizona Compass Prep, which is now one of the better prep schools in the country, played there before he, he spent some time at Mississippi State. So, um, you know, being at a, at a high-level prep school, spending some time in the SEC, having some size and some athleticism, uh, I think that that's going to give him an opportunity to play at, at Portland. They needed that last year. As mentioned, they didn't have a ton of size. Um, so he's he's somebody to keep an eye on. The other one is Bull Dengdit. Uh, he's from the NBA Global Academy, six foot eleven, out of Australia. Um, coaching staff there is really high on him. Um, you know, obviously, the 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 game of basketball has become a global game. The NBA has has had a hand in uh, developing and figuring out how to impact um, players all across the globe, whether it's uh, global Academy in Africa, global Academy, uh, in South America or supporting and helping FIBA, um, and kind of with initiatives to, to really grow the game in those areas and the skill levels in those areas, uh, I think is great, but those are two newcomers to keep an eye on. When you look at their schedule, um, last year, they were 19 of 15. Um, so the most wins in quite some time, uh, in Portland, but, they didn't play the toughest of schedules. Uh, I think they're taking a step in the right direction and challenging themselves much more this year. But a lot of it in year one under a new coach uh, is you got to look at the games that were already on the schedule that that were contracted out that you could uh, that you had to stay in or if you could get out of them. Um, and then obviously you probably in year one are looking at, hey, wh what does my roster makeup really look like? Do I really feel like I'm comfortable challenging our guys or are we trying to build kind of a foundation for the future? When I looked at it, I think you kind of do build a foundation for the future. Give some encouragement, give some confidence uh, with, with a softer schedule, get some wins under their belt. And it, I think that paid off because, like I said, in conference, seven and seven, that was the most wins in conference that they've had in quite some time. Um, but I think Portland's got a, a, a better non-conference this year, a, a nice slate. Um, they play at Kent State November 14th, which is typically a, a pretty good 
top 140, top 150 type Ken Palm team out of the Mac. Kent State actually, I believe, is playing at Gonzaga sometime in December. That hasn't been announced for sure, but that'll be interesting for Gonzaga fans to follow because it's a similar opponent. Um, another game that they have on the road in the non-conference um, that is interesting, and it's not because the opponent is is unbelievably good, um, but it's because of the unique system and style they play, and the fact that it's at altitude. And that would be a game against Air Force. Air Force runs a lot of Princeton offense, a lot of, a lot of concepts uh, that you have to really lock in and be prepared for. Otherwise, you know, in coach speak, they'll cut you right up and, and get backdoor layups, and they'll get open side threes uh, based off of quick ball movements and, and counters. Um, so I think that that's an interesting game to, to keep an eye out. But the big one for uh, the pilots is the fact that they were invited to play in the PK 85, the Phil Knight Invitational. Um, you know, five years ago, they were part of the PK 80. Um, they brought it back PK 85 to celebrate Phil Knight, the founder of Nike's 85th birthday. They're going to open with North Carolina. So that's a tremendous game for them right there. The um, final returning uh, title game appearance, uh, Tar Heels. And then they will play the winner or loser, depending on how they play, either Villanova or Iowa State. So going to get two great games regardless. And and I don't I, I forgot to make a note of who that uh, on the other side of the bracket would be. Um, in that third game but it really doesn't matter because it's going to be a really solid good opponent at from a power school so it will really test the pilots early on in the non-conference so those are some great games to watch when you look at the WCC um, you know so many people right now you want to play GU twice because it's GU but you also hope to only get them maybe once and get them at home um, so that you know you don't have another game chalked up on a loss column but when you look at uh, Portland's schedule, it's pretty fair. It's pretty balanced. They do play Gonzaga twice uh, at Gonzaga on the 14th, and then they play them uh, in Portland on January 28th. So I think a lot of good things are going on uh, on the bluff, as they call it, down in Portland for the pilots. Uh, practice facility, um, you know, had a lot of pros in there over the summer, um, whether it's Kyle Wiltshire, a former Gonzaga player, some NBA guys, um, and some other overseas pros that are from the Portland area. So uh, I think there's there's a buzz about the pilot basketball program that hasn't been there in quite some time. And that's always good to see. Um, so overall, um, I, I think they've got a chance to challenge to be in that mid to upper tier of teams. Um, but we'll learn a lot about them, uh, I think, midway through December um, because they'll have been challenged by some great teams in the Phil Knight Invitational, they'll have had a couple really tough road games that I mentioned at Kent State and at Air Force, um, and we'll see if they're ready uh, to make that jump. So, again, Shante Leggins did a great job in year one. We'll see what he can do in year two. We'll be back next week with another preview of an opponent in the WCC. So for the Gonzaga Nation Media Network, thanks for listening.